The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Okay, so you know how when we do these episodes, these podcasts, and we don't have a guest, sometimes it takes like an hour, whatnot? Yeah. What if we did it like less than that? Okay. Is that a thing? Can we do that? Sure. We should. I mean, let's make it 10 minutes. (laughs) Why don't we just end the show now? All right, guys. It's been great. All right. Great. Well, (laughs) that was the greatest episode we ever did. Yeah. So post-production should be easy. Uh, if, If... uh, spoiler alert it's not yeah <laughs> uh all right well let's just jump into it since it's a holiday weekend and nobody wants to hear our voice anyway no yeah of yeah, course yeah obviously what is this amateur hour mm-hmm. uh this is welcome everybody to how you play the game the official podcast of the osa foundation incorporated yours truly jack for along with you as we talked about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned this is the first episode of the month of june the year is 2022 glad you can be with us as always check us out online at osafoundation.org email the show at podcast at osafoundation.org on social media we're at facebook.com slash osafoundation twitter and instagram at osafoundation hashtag how you play the game select episode are available on YouTube. Uh, our apparel store is at Bonfire, and our book is available on Amazon now. Across the way from me, as always, the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? It just rained. It, yeah. It's and it should was I, loud. Should I should I start singing? It's raining men. It. Oh God! Can you imagine if it was raining men? Well, it would like roofs would collapse. Hallelujah. It would be it would be like a ton of insurance claims. And if it, it, it would literally cause it would be an act of God, really. Right. So, so me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if bodies were falling from the sky, I, I suppose that's the uh, the inspiration for the song. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the, you know, like, yeah, you know, it was probably a direct sequel to It's Raining Men. And you know what I'm thinking of? No, I'm thinking of the um, the scene from A View to a Kill with the Asian businessman that was like that was let go from the blimp. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, what happened to that? Where did well, he land? I, I'm curious, like, did he, he landed in someone's roof? No, he landed in the. Um, in the in the bay out there in san francisco he Is landed that, in the did, water did they show that him yeah landing in the water uh-huh and that's when christopher walken goes so does anybody else want to drop out oh that the, the actor who played that character actually uh has been in a handful of bond movies yes he, he's one of the few people who you know as as they're not really extras but they you know they Veterans. play yeah they're minor characters and they show up in God knows how many different films was he in You Only Live Twice? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I think he was the one who was opening and closing the crater in You Only Live Twice. Okay. Closing crater. He he hits the thing. Yeah. That's him. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the exact great trivia. Oh, man. Well, yeah, especially for people like us who (laughs) know things, you know, 
and that nobody else would know. So it'll get us nowhere. Right. Which is why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So let's uh, let's just jump into it, because sure. if, if that guy finds out that we're talking about him, he's going to be want to be on the show and then the right. show gets longer. Yeah. You know, should we should we find out what that guy's name is? Yeah, okay. absolutely. We should. We should. And then invite him on the show. All right. I'm doing that right now. I'm going to I am still alive. Let's hope so. And we're going to search a view to a kill. 1985, Christopher Walken, Roger Moore. That was a hell of a movie. Yeah, very underrated. Most people did not like it. I loved it. I, I, I mean, other than Stacy Sutton, as portrayed by Tanya Roberts. No, I think uh, the fact that she was so bad mate, was what made it great. That could be. That could be. Uh, Allison Duty was in it. Mm. Her name is Alice. That's her real name, Allison Duty. Duty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Is that my stomach or your stomach? Mm, I'm not hearing anything. Oh, uh, is this him? Is this Anthony Chin? Maybe. Let's see here. Yeah. And he goes back as far as Dr. No. Wow. Yeah, he was in Dr. No as well. Hmm. Uh, if I jump to his full film, film, unfortunately, he did pass away in 2000. Oh, so but uh, Anthony Chin, he was in he was in a lot of different. Uh, he was in the fifth element. Uh, he was in. Uh, let's see. View to a Kill was this last Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. OK um revenge of the pink panther pink hmm. panther strikes again hmm. um wow. he, he, he was in you only live twice yeah and oh he was at in goldfinger he was he was the um he was the guy who made the mint juleps in goldfinger uh, with the cool uniform yeah yeah Sour mash, but not too sweet, please. <laughs> and then he was in Dr. No. So he was in Dr. No, Goldfinger, You Only Live Twice, and A View to a Kill. Yeah. Huh. And Anthony Chin, rest in peace. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, How many it, people do you think are going to talk about Anthony Chin? Like, I think we're the only ones who are going to talk about him. I, on, a I, sport, on a sportsmanship podcast? Yeah. The odds? No, not, not very high. No, yeah. You know? Maybe we should, maybe we should, uh, maybe See, we should never play the odds. Yeah. <laughs> never tell me the odds. You know, it's funny because like, you know, we always talk about such like esoteric things yeah. and, and, and our, our listeners are, are, I feel like are treated to these rare gems that we, with which we come up with, which up, up with which we come. Right. <laughs> Why are we the way that we are? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we've lasted this long. Yeah, well, it's because we control our own destiny and we would be the ones to have to cancel ourselves. Right. So um, maybe we should get on in like a radio show and get canceled so, so we can. So we know what it feels like. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's all it's all for the sake of, you know, the role, right. you know, learning, you know, researching the role. Yeah. Um. So we wanted to, in, in pre-production as we were talking about what we wanted to discuss today, um, you know, because things happen so quickly these days and, uh, 
you know, it's funny when, when you do a show twice a month and you release it specifically on the first and 15th, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of time passes uh, and topics get kind of cold by the time you want to talk about them. Right. And that's, you know, th- that's just an unfortunate nature of the beast. But at the same time, it also gives things time to develop so that you kind of get the whole story and you can kind of let it ruminate and you can formulate probably a better opinion when cooler heads prevail. Which is sportsmanship. Very, very much wanna, so. You don't want to react too quickly. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, people in like the talk radio business who have to react quickly. I mean, people in media, print media, whatever. I mean, you know, they got to print something. Um, you know, and that's, and that, that talks about, you know, that's a, that's an element of poor sportsmanship sometimes when you, when you have to print something and you don't put it into the context of that, of that kind of background. But, um, right. You know, we wanted to look at the incident that occurred between the Yankees and the White Sox with, uh, Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. when, uh, the, when the, when the pale hose were in the Bronx and, um, to, to, to give everybody background. So Tim Anderson is the shortstop for the White Sox. He's an African-American. Josh Donaldson is a third baseman DH for the Yankees. He is a uh, Caucasian American. And uh, Josh Donaldson, we've talked about him on the show before. He has, um, I, don't, I don't know if a mean streak is the, is the best way to put it, but uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's been described as an irritant. Okay. An irritant. Uh, an irritant. Um, when, like, when, like getting a rash, like, yeah. Like, so Josh, Donaldson, Ivy? Josh Donaldson is hives. Okay. I'm just going <laughs> to go ahead and say it. You heard it here first here. Okay? okay. Um, you know, when, 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 you know, we, we've talked about Donaldson before because of the issues that he has brought to the limelight, you know, through his, uh, behavior, which really, you know, pokes the sleeping bear. You know, that where he, you know, he, he in his home run trot, put the dirt on home plate in front of Dan Bellino right. um, when he I was yelling, that. when he was yelling at Lucas Giolito after he gave up a home run to, to Donaldson following the removal of the sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Donaldson uh, provokes people. Yeah. And when the Yankees acquired him in the preseason, there was there was talk about, you know, that I mean, he called out Garrett Cole when the sticky stuff was removed and that had to be discussed and addressed in house before, um, you know, they could kind of get get on with their season. Right. So so he he causes conflict right. and, and in examining it, you know, because we tried to understand why he is the way that he is, you know, and, and a lot of it points back to his upbringing in his childhood where, you know, he was a he was brought up by his mom his dad was incarcerated for a long time and this doesn't this doesn't necessarily excuse it um this explains it you know you you're not given a pass for for your actions but in understanding the history behind it you then develop clues as to how to handle it and how to react to it um, but we know that he is that irritant and the Yankees knew that they were getting that when they acquired him um, in fact, they, they said that maybe that edge is what they needed to kind of, you know, get him over the hump and, and finally get deep into the playoffs and maybe win a World Series after more than 10 years. So so we get to this series and Josh Donaldson uh, gets into a number of altercations with Tim Anderson. 
So it started actually in the series prior when the Yankees were in Chicago and Donaldson was playing third base and there was a, uh, an attempted pickoff from Donaldson or where Donaldson tried to uh, tag Anderson out for uh, being off of third base. Mm-hmm. Well, he ultimately ended up obstructing him and pushing him off the base and umpire Chris Guccione saw it right away. And instead of calling Anderson out, called him safe because of being pushed off the base. And then he killed the play and he separated them because, you know, things started to get a little tense. Right. They, they looked like they made up and whatnot, but then fast forward uh, to the next series and stuff starting all over again. And there are two incidents where they're, 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 you know, people are coming out of the benches and the bullpens and, and whatnot. So in the post game, we, we tried to figure out why this stuff happened. And uh, Josh Donaldson was very forthcoming. And he said, here's what's going on in 2019. Uh, Tim Anderson was interviewed for a piece that was uh, published in sports illustrated and Tim Anderson referred to himself as the new Jackie Robinson of baseball. Uh, Donaldson used that as that's pretty presumptuous. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, that's a, that's a pretty heavy thing to say. Uh, Donaldson used that as fuel to kind of poke fun at him and claims that since then, whenever he and Anderson would see each other on the field, he would joke around and call him Jackie. Like it was an inside joke. And uh, Donaldson, in, in explaining all of this very forthcoming, uh, you know, said, if I offended him, I apologize. I, you know, we had this, I thought we had this thing going and all of a sudden it's not that anymore. And I apologize if that's, if that's what has happened. And did it seem like Anderson took it well, like took it with stride, like understood that it was a joke when he well, actually told him? I mean, we don't have reason to believe otherwise because we don't really have any evidence of it. You know, there was no, there was nothing to point one way or the other prior to this, you know, this season. So then Anderson and manager Tony LaRusso were uh, interviewed and, you know, they, they said it was disrespectful, um, said it was a racial comment. Other members of the White Sox came out and said, you know, this is BS. This is, you know, basically standing up for him, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and it turned into this kerfuffle and, um eventually major league baseball investigated and decided to suspend uh, Donaldson one game for uh, his actions. Donaldson is appealing and uh, we will wait and see what, what happens. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff back and forth about, you know, the, the race card being played here. Mm. Um, You know, no, nobody, I, you know, my first initial reaction to this is nobody is an innocent party. If, you know, if, if uh, let's just say for argument's sake, a Derek Jeter, Mike Trout type person who, you know, Aaron Judge, who, you know, who, who, who is a very innocent uh, player mm-hmm. without a history of poor Keeps sportsmanship their head down. Right. Plays the game. The, yeah, someone who has no history of poor sportsmanship. Let's just say that person is the one who was in Donaldson's shoes. And all of a sudden this happened. And this was like a, like a big shock to all of us that all of a sudden this happened. Mm -hmm. Now, now all of a sudden we have a different story because 
you know, you're, you're, you're someone who is up on the pedestal is being accused of this. And, you know, you, you, you give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, you, 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 you kind of sit in disbelief to say, would, would Aaron judge say that? Like that doesn't, he, he, he obviously didn't mean it the way that Jack, uh, that Jackie, that uh, Tim, Tim Anderson took it, mm-hmm. you know, um, what happened, but it's Josh Donaldson. Right. So the question is, is Josh Donaldson a racist? And, you know, they had to address that and, and, and whatnot. And then eventually, um, you know, public statements were released and there were apologies and whatnot. And it was kind of a weird apology, too, because um, Donaldson gave the whole, you know, if if I offended you, I'm sorry, apology, rather than just saying I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's kind of like if you, if you weren't offended, then I'm not sorry. You know, that's the kind of the, the, the gist you get from that. And then he releases a statement saying he's apologizing and he apologized to Jackie Robinson and Rachel Robinson. And uh, rather than just calling Tim Anderson and apologizing, he you know, made it a public thing. And mm. it just became it just became this whole crazy thing. And, you know, we uh, looking at it, it's. There are, I think there are a number of different ways to, to, to examine it. And the first way that I think we examined it as we were talking about it was, uh, was this truly an inside joke from the get-go? And if so, is, does that mean that Josh Donaldson has some innocence here? Stuff to tell. You know, um, mm-hmm. they, you know they say, you, you know, one of the things that was said was, I think by Liam Hendricks, who's the White Sox closer, he said, you have inside jokes with people who are your friends, who you like. These guys don't like each other. So it's not an inside joke. It's meant to provoke. It's meant to irritate. You know, mm. so so perhaps Josh Donaldson was just being a jerk. And didn't have the foresight to realize that hmm, maybe this could be interpreted incorrectly and be interpreted as something racial. Right. You know. So, I mean, is, is that is, is that a, a fair place to start in our examination of this? Well, I think we have to examine. OK, it seems like. From what you told me that, I mean, is there anim- there there seems to be a perceived animosity between the two players right yeah, Anderson yeah. and Donaldson um but if Donaldson perceives differently like he's he's saying that he's calling Tim Anderson Jackie um and there wasn't an issue before with that and again this is what we're perceiving right this is we're not we don't know 100%. Maybe it's sort of a love-hate sort of relationship. You know, I, I so here's the thing that I, I I guess I'm to which I'm alluding. Okay. Um was Anderson pushed by the media to be offended? Because here's 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 why I'm saying that. Okay. There's a narrative in in in, in our country and it's not meant to be a race thing it's just there's a narrative that that controversy 
is celebrated. It sells but tickets. It sells books. It sells, sells you know, it's it sells. A money maker. It's yeah. a moneymaker, right? And the knee-jerk reaction is to accuse Donaldson of being a racist, to fuel the fire. I don't know enough about Donaldson to know for sure, but that's a pretty hefty accusation to make, to call someone a racist. You have to understand in order to, uh, in, in my view, Tim McCarver, <laughs> you have to know the intentions to determine if someone's really a racist. Yeah. You have to, to you have to determine what the intentions of the speaker are and what their goal is and their psyche and so many other things to which we have no access we can perceive that he is that's fine and you can believe that but what does that do yeah right do, what does that accomplish the... And, and the fact that and i will say this and not okay. to interrupt no please this is my last point go ahead he apologized Right. So I think that regardless of what <clears throat> we perceive the type of apology or if we perceive it to be sincere or whatever, he apologized. Maybe he didn't do it the way that it should have been done. Right. But he made himself vulnerable. He definitely came out and did not hide anything. Right. You know, he was very forthright in yeah. his in 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 what had happened. He told that it, it definitely didn't sound like he lied. Yeah. I mean, why would you? I mean, really, at this point, it, it's 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 pretty sad when we've gotten to a point in society where. You fear apologizing for something like that because you're afraid of the apology backfiring right unless that good and then and and as a result you're you're stuck in this purgatory of you know of of miscommunication and 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 false accusations that just compound with interest unless time. yeah unless there was a pr person who got to Josh Donaldson within the 10 minutes or so that were from the end of the game to the point where Donaldson was finally talking to the media. And that PR person said, here's what we're going with, you know, right there. I there, doubt that happened. Yes. <laughs> I would put the probability of that at a very low number. Now, if it, if it turns out to happen, we had it here first. Okay. Right. So, but my point is, my point is that, okay. You know, if what, however, however things shook out in the end, um, you know, Donaldson did apologize. Maybe it wasn't the best apology, but it was probably as good as it could have been considering the circumstances. Um, and I almost think he almost, yeah, I think almost, actually, I think he almost overextended himself, mm -hmm. you know, when he apologized to Jackie Robinson and his family and everyone else. And, 
and made it a thing, made it even a like you're almost drawing more attention to it that way. Well, and that ha- in, that in a way. that occurred days after as well. So mm-hmm. at that point, a PR person could have gotten involved. That's true. You know, so, we're, the the apology that occurred immediately after the game is the one in question because right. that there's not a lot of time to react there. That's true. And I think that, again, the media has a lot of influence yeah. with regard to something like this. And, and for, for the record, Tony La Russa, who is the elderly manager of the Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. OK, and I say that with love, but let's face it, the dude is, you know, later in life, you know, 70s, mm-hmm. uh, already in the Hall of Fame. So he's the old white guy who's trying to to run the club when there's all these mm-hmm. other players and there's always been that connection of is he out of touch blah 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 mm-hmm. and tony larusa was the first one who called it a race thing and tim anderson did not call it a race thing he just called it disrespectful but did he really believe it was a race thing he was probably that's the, that's the, the thing is because yeah. we're so f- we're, we're forced to we're we're, we're forced we, to we're, go down that road we're forced to go down that road we're and forced you, to think that way I mean, in behind closed doors, it is very possible that Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson are laughing about this. That's true. I don't know if that's really the case, yeah. but we you have to act a certain way. And and, you know, the other thing, too, is they you know, some people were speculating that La Russa did that to show that he has the back of his players, you know, because right. there is that potential divide. That's and, true. And there is that emotional component and whatnot to to uh, a person of authority having the backs of 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 the those guys in the clubhouse and so mm-hmm. on and so forth so you know there's a there's a different angle there right. um there's i mean there's a lot of different stuff and tim anderson is no saint either okay right. tim anderson is not an innocent party tim anderson has been you know called out for things before mm-hmm. um you know, he got suspended for making a, you know, make, you know, giving the fans at, in, I think in Cleveland, uh, the middle finger, you know, mm-hmm. like he's like Tim Anderson is not an innocent saint here, just like Josh right. Donaldson isn't, you know, right. um, well, no not, one is without sin, right? Right. But in this case, you know, it's you've got two players who have a history outside of each other. Right. It's not like it's Mike Trout and Aaron Judge. Yeah. OK. Who are considered saints in the baseball world mm-hmm. you know um so you have to take that into account as well right it's just, i mean i guess what i'm trying to say overarchingly is right. that you know and, and not to interrupt again I'm no sorry, it's okay but, but it's just like the media plays such a a, a role in this i think and so you you, re- you think the whole thing blew up as a result of the discussion surrounding it absolutely that's and, fair and i think that you know in this situation, the thing to do is to apologize and yeah. be forthright in your apology and, you know, acknowledge the other person's sensitivities. But it goes both ways. That's the thing, right? So you, you it, just be the best person you can be yeah. in the situation. He should have, Donaldson should have been smart enough to realize you don't say something like that, whether you have racial intent or not. Right. You're you're poking the bear here. Right. You don't have to be an instigator. You don't have to be an irritant. Okay. Right. You don't have to be a jerk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
So, so I mean, and, and, and here we are pointing fingers at everybody, right. you know, and I'm sure people would point fingers at us constantly too, for, for, you know, whatever well, I'm, reason. I'm no saint. I can imagine yeah. that. So, so, I mean, the, I guess the point being is, is that instead of following the crowd and, and the narrative here, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Everybody, everybody has a role to play in something like this. There are ample, you know, things to consider. We can't just, as much as we don't approve of what Josh Donaldson did, we can't just blindly get on the train and say, this is a race thing. He's a racist case closed. Right. You know, he's, he's a jerk. He shouldn't have said this stuff, but Mm -hmm. maybe he's just ignorant. Right. You know, maybe he's just too dumb to realize that it could be interpreted the wrong way. Yeah. You know, because he's being accused of real racism. Right. Like, that's the thing. And it's, he he's being accused of what others perceive as him not wanting people of different skin colors to succeed. Right. That is that is very real racism. Right. Right. And right. You, he's not he's I'm I'm. I would guess that 99% probability he is not like that. Right. I mean, he, I, that's probably fair. I mean, he, most people these days I'd like to believe, and and I, I could be wrong, but you know, the people that with which we come in contact, mm-hmm. you know, are, you, I, I don't, and, and I'm not saying racism isn't real. It's a very real thing. Okay. But we can't just automatically assume, Oh, he's a racist. Exactly. Okay. And, and we have to, and again, I'm not trying to absolve anybody here. At the same time, we also have to be able to kind of poke fun or laugh. You know, right. and again, Josh Donaldson probably should not have said what he said. But he should, you know, at the same time, he he should not have, uh, you know, done done what, you know, he should have been more sensitive to what he what he said. Uh, he just the whole thing is just has just blown up into into this really really odd awkward thing that you know has taken on a, a mind of its own so you know i just it's i don't know i i just um yeah you know we we've kind of put it put it behind us to a certain degree mm-hmm. and um what else you is gotta, there to you say? gotta move on yeah i i think that you know the 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 big thing is here that you 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 take things in stride. You apologize if you if you do something to wrong someone, you apologize. You move on. Yeah. And you water under the bridge. I yeah. mean, it's it happens. There are listen. There are people who who have inside jokes with their friends where you know race stuff is the topic of the joke. Mm-hmm. You know. And but that's but but that's because you know the person's sensitivities, right? And you know and you know them personally, right? Right. You're not about to walk into a group of a room full of strangers yelling the n word. Yeah. Okay. No good. No good. Yeah. You don't do that. Right. And there's also that whole thing of the, is it your business? You know, I'll give you a great example. I had a student, a college student, who was black. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he and I had a great relationship and he really set the tone for our relationship to have 
similar inside jokes. Okay. He, he would joke around about this constantly and, and, you know, we, we would laugh. Is this a black thing? You know, kind of, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. You know, he, he was that funny and he was, you know, so between him and me, okay. The bond there that we had, we could make those jokes between the two of us. And that was okay. And I'm sure he had white jokes too. Oh, absolutely. Like it goes both ways. Right. I like, and, and I would make white jokes towards myself. Right. Okay. I would say to him, you like, have I don't know if, to laugh at yourself. I don't know if you can tell this by looking at me, but I happen to be white, you know? So, and we would, mm-hmm. you know, so we would, we would laugh about that stuff. And another student. I own yachts and play golf and have right. lots of money. <laughs> okay. Only one of those three things is true. I know. I know. The yachts. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, he and I were making a joke between each other and it was very quiet. Like I was whispering it to him and someone else Mm -hmm. overheard it and suddenly made it that person's business. And then they started accusing us of being racist. And, Mm -hmm. and, and it took the student to have to talk to the other student here in question and say, he's not racist. And this is coming from the black guy. Right. You know, if it's, it's not your business, we have an inside joke. You go and you know, you you have to be able to separate that, and you can't. Yep. You know, if, if he if I turn to this other student and made the comment where I don't have that going, different story. Right. This, you know, you got to read the room. You exactly. have to read the room. Exactly. Exactly. And I always, yep. I, you know, not for nothing, I always had the the open door policy with my students, where I said, listen. We live in a very sensitive society. I happen to be a professional jazz musician, joke around a lot, a lot of humor, this, that, the other. If I ever say anything that offends you, where I should be more sensitive, this, that, the other, I'm asking you to come talk to me because right. don't go to some, don't go to the Dean. Right. Don't bring, don't make it a thing. Right. Don't post it on social media. Talk to the source. Yes. Get, clarification right because odds are the clarification uh solves the whole thing yep you know maybe you misinterpreted it maybe maybe you know i also you know and i would say and i would say to my students listen you know we i'm significantly older than you guys now even though i'm closer in age to all of you than all of the other professors on this campus um you know i i get it okay i don't want to offend people so, so if I, if I screw up and there are times where you don't even know you're screwing up, you know, yeah. the, 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 the story I tell about my colleague who walked into a classroom and said, Hey guys, how you doing? And got reported to the Dean before saying guys and girls took offense to that, you know, it's, and, and so, so the, you know, the point there being, if the females got offended by that, Go talk to the professor and say, hey, look, we didn't appreciate this. Could you do this instead? Right. That would have been a better solution. Right. Than writing the guy up and having something. Too many in cooks file. in the kitchen. Yeah. When you when you when you bring other people into it, I mean, this is why human resources is a double-edged sword. Yes. Because they're there to help you, but sometimes they can cloud things and yeah. make it more make things more difficult to navigate 
I, I, I can't tell you how many situations I've witnessed where it, things could have been solved by talking to the party directly. Amen. Amen. You know, it, it just, it's about communication. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's just like, you know, what if Donaldson and Anderson just talked it out on the field? Yeah, and said, "Hey, man, can you not say that anymore? It's a well, little offensive." Uh, no, I agree. Oh, sure, and, I'm sorry. And, and then, what? and that's it. It doesn't have to be a big media thing. Now, it doesn't have to be a. It doesn't have to be a PR thing. Right. It doesn't have to be any more than that. Now, let me take what you said and put it into a different lens, because in theory, you're 100 percent correct. Okay. What happened in this situation was, uh, you know, you first of all, you've got. You've got testosterone going constantly in the form of, of athletic competition here. Right. Okay. So you're already working with a stacked deck. You know, Anderson may not have the ability to turn to Donaldson and say, hey, can you cut that out there? Which is which doesn't make it right or wrong. You're mm -hmm. just you're just examining the context. Yasmani Grandal, who was the catcher for the White Sox that game, stirred the pot even more. Donaldson comes up to bat. Before Donaldson even gets into the batter's box, Grandal is in Donaldson's ear saying, hey, man, how dare you do this? That's really messed up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure he's using a lot more choice words. Yes. And, then, and that causes I did practice, see that. Okay. Yes. So, so the point being, if Grandal is going to take it on, you know, and stand up for his teammate and whatnot, he's the one who needs to say, hey, man, you know, can you, can you stop that? That's, that's not cool rather than being being a reciprocal jerk to set right. boundaries, right. you know? Yep. So, so now we've, we've added additional elements to the story yep. where what you're suggesting makes total sense, and yet these guys don't have the ability to even do that. Yeah. Okay? So how dare we introduce logic? I know. You know, but, 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 but your point is very well taken in that all you have to do is politely and properly set a boundary. Yep. You know, if Tim Anderson really had that big of a problem with it, maybe, just maybe he can let his testosterone not take over in that moment after the game through the proper channels, contact Donaldson and say, listen, this is a problem now, you know, and, and, and maybe Donaldson can say, I didn't realize it was going to be a problem. I thought it was okay. We've done it before. That's a part of Donaldson's, you know, story here he says this came out in 2019 mm -hmm. it's now 2022 right we've gone x amount of time where i've been able to do this right okay so yeah like what changed what changed okay well and if it's mm -hmm. and, and and you know what if it, i have if the it, answer to that but well, I'm not of course say it. <laughs> i understand but let's just say it changed let's just say it changed mm -hmm. the proper response is to say to him properly something changed you know, I and and, and I'm not going to hold you at fault because something did change. You didn't know. It's all good. Moving forward, let's do this instead. Great. And we can't even do that. Right. So I, I guess that that circles back to why there are no heroes here. Yeah. No one here is innocent. No one here is, you know, is, is the, the role model. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. Yeah. So we did it reasonably quickly today. That's what she yeah, said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
Uh-huh. No, I don't, I don't get understand. It. You'll have to explain yeah. it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that line. So anyway, uh, that was fun. And uh, mm-hmm. Sean, thank you. Of course. So uh, as a reminder to everybody, um, uh, osafoundation.org, podcast at osafoundation.org, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game, select episodes available on YouTube, apparel store on Bonfire, book available on Amazon. Hope I didn't forget anything. We'll talk to everybody in a couple of weeks. Until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the Osip Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org. <laughs>